Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Headlines. And uh, despite uh, some YouTubers and uh, Floyd Mayweather making the headlines, we're going to start off with a little story uh, featuring uh, Gervonta Tank Davis and what he had to say after finally showing up at the press conference yesterday. He was an hour late. But he had this uh, to say with respect to how popular he thinks he is uh, when he tackles uh, Ryan Garcia upcoming. He believes, and this is a courtesy of uh, BoxingNews24.com, our good friend Dan Ambrose. He said, Gervonta Tank Davis says he's hoping his fight with Ryan Garcia will pull in 2.1 million pay-per-view buys, uh, which is being shown on Showtime on uh, April 22nd. Now, that is quite a hefty number, I might admit, and you probably agree with me, but let's continue with the story. Since the $2 million pay-per-view mark is one that is considered hugely successful, that's the number that Tank, who's 28-0, 26 knockouts, would like to reach in 45 days from now against the unbeaten Ryan Garcia, who's 23-0 with 19 knockouts. Uh, and that's taking place at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So they had their rather colorful press conference, and uh, in that uh, press conference tank talked about uh, uh the possibility of reaching two million uh pay-per-views and uh the author of this story says it helps that ryan has over nine million instagram followers and tank has 4.3 million if gervonta's old former promoter floyd mayweather jr who i mentioned earlier also helps drive interest in the fight with his 28 million followers on instagram this fight could break the two million buy mark Still, it's difficult to imagine that Tank versus Garcia doing more than 1 million pay-per-view buys. That's likely the high watermark for the fight, and it would be surprising if it did more than that number, given all the piracy going on with illegal streams. However, uh, Tank said, I think more. Uh, and when asked uh, if his fight with Ryan will do more than a, a million pay-per-view buys, we're pushing for 2 million. Hopefully this uh, can break big numbers. I'm all in for it. I'm willing to do whatever to break that number. I've never headlined in Vegas, and I remember going to Floyd versus the Cotto fight. And after that fight, so many celebrities were walking about after the fight. It was crazy. I, I used that as motivation. Recently, I went to the Super Bowl and watched Rihanna perform and how she could control the crowd. That excited me. She really gave me the drive. That's what I want. I'm pretty sure Ryan wants that too. So it's a battery to put in our bag and keep pushing forward. I'm really focused on the fight and training. I'm actually worrying about when he's training and not training and things like that. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not what they portray me to be, even when they blow it out of proportion. A lot of people don't get enough of me, uh, and they, they got, get off on what other people say about me and whatever's in the headline that day or whatever comes out about me. People don't see me that much on Instagram. They probably see me talk crazy on Twitter. I'm only on Twitter when I'm in camp, and I delete it because I'm trying to get uh, endorsements. After I say what I say, it's over. I don't want to keep going back and forth. Um I want to focus uh, on what he's got in his in the lead. I want to focus on that so I can handle when it comes. I, I try to be realistic with myself when facing uh, uh, Ryan Garcia. This fight is what saves boxing today, added uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, I fought every style. I'm a huge advocate of the jab. That's it. Uh, a jab stops everything, and what you do after that is on you. But I would throw double, triple, four jab, five jabs, and then throw combinations left and right. I love throwing four, five, six punch combos on your toes. You've got to fight them long, but who knows? I don't know boxing, said De La Hoya. 
so we all look forward to that fight and uh, whether it will generate two million uh, pay-per-view uh, that's a huge number i mean i would, I would my guess five hundred thousand would be a decent number but uh, i would argue three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand being the realistic range uh, and we go to Mexico, where undefeated lightweight Luis Coriano Torres, 18-0, and 10 knockouts, scored a 10-round unanimous decision over Michel Pinchon Cabrera, 14-2, 10 knockouts, in a clash for the WBC Latino title on Wednesday night at Palenque de la Expo in Cuidad, Obregón, Mexico. Torres dropped Cabrera in round number two, but Cabrera seemingly fought himself back into the fight, and the scores were 98, 91, 96, 93, and 96, 93. The highly touted six foot three super featherweight Oscar Alvarez, 9 0, scored an eight round majority decision over Diego Lopez, 3 2 1, two knockouts. The shorter Lopez gave as good as he got, but came up on the short end of a 78, 74, 77, 75, 77, 77 verdict for the hometown hero. Let's move along to David Benavides and see what he had to say about his upcoming fight against Caleb Plant. Well, he certainly didn't sugarcoat it. Courtesy of our friends at Boxing Scene, while winning in any fashion is ultimately most important, the unbeaten WBC interim super middleweight champ admitted he won't be satisfied if he doesn't knock out Caleb Plant in their grudge match happening March 25th down in Las Vegas as well. Undisputed champ Canelo Alvarez stopped Plant in the 11th round of their 168-pound title unification fight back in November 2021, but the former IBF champ otherwise has shown a reliable chin in uh, his ni nearly nine years as a pro. Benavidez, nevertheless, doesn't even want to consider the thought of their 12-round 168-pound championship uh, about going the distance. He said, Benavidez, I would be very disappointed in myself. The only way I want to win this fight is, you know, knocking him out or stopping him with TKO. You know what I mean? So that's the only way I want to see the fight going. I'm very confident because, like I said, I've been working extremely hard. I've not left any stone unturned. This is the hardest work I've worked in a long, long time, and I'm just very excited. I feel like the stars and everything's lined up in my favor. I'm just ready to show the world what I've got. The 26-year-old Benavides has won six straight bouts by knockout or technical knockout. The Phoenix native has also possesses one of the highest knockout ratios, 88% in boxing. As I said, 26-0, uh, 23 knockouts, much higher than that of Plant, 22-1, 13 knockouts, who has won 57% of his professional fights inside the distance. Said Benavides, I never like to leave things to the judges. Uh, who unequivocally, by the way, considers Plant the toughest opponent of his nine-year pro career. You know, as you can see, I have 26 fights, 23 knockouts, so we're not thinking about letting this fight go to the scorecards. So, you know, we're ready to do what we've got to do to knock Caleb Plant out. And that's definitely the plan. You know, I've been telling a lot of my fans I'm going to knock him out before six rounds, so I'm a man of my word, and I'm definitely going to live up to that. Fair enough. See what happens. Now, for the final story, as we all know, uh, on the heels of Creed 3, we've got another uh, film coming out of Hollywood. Uh, short title, Big George Foreman. But that's actually the uh, shorter title of the much longer The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World. That, in fact, is the title of this film. However, the short-form title that we're all going to learn very so soon Big George Foreman. And it stars uh, Chris Davis, by the way, as George Foreman, and is basically the story uh, of the life of uh, the former world heavyweight champ, uh, George Foreman, and of course his uh, 
grilling career uh, that made him his multi, 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 multi millions. Anyway, this story comes out of Boxing News 24 um, 7. And it says uh, regarding his comeback, when he made uh, the shocking decision to return to the ring to face journeyman heavyweight Steve Zowski 36 years ago, George Foreman was in no way the beloved and hugely popular figure he is today. What he was when he entered the ring at the Arco Arena in Sacramento was a curiosity of a former champ who was returning after a 10-year absence to the sport he once dominated. Typically, there was much negativity as uh, there was curiosity surrounding this bizarre comeback. No one, least of all the sports writers, felt they would see Big George go on from the fourth round technical knockout he scored over to Suzuki that March evening in 1987 and become a a two-time heavyweight champion of the world, B, a multi-multi-multi-millionaire, and C, a cherished figure known for partaking in the sport of boxing's most successful comeback in heavyweight history. Yet Foreman, who weighed in for this, for this his first action in a decade at the 267-pound mark, did all the great things listed above and more. In many ways, George's ability to ignore the barbs thrown his way by the media was his most impressive achievement. Openly ridiculing Foreman and his chances of reigning again as absurd, the press called Foreman all manner of things, crazy, a disgrace, shameless, you name it, George had to hear it. Yet, being the incredibly strong-minded fighter, no one yet knew he was. The 36, sorry, the 38-year-old soldiered on and slowly but surely made the critics eat their words. And some strong words they were too. This from March of 1987 issue of World Boxing, whose cover bellowed the ignominious headline, Foreman's Flabby Comeback. After a few more bruised eyelids, Foreman's comeback will fade away to nothing. And from George's former trainer, Gil Clancy, as quoted in the same issue, George called me and told me he was going to come, come back. And I said, okay, come to the gym so I can take a look at you. I never heard back from George after that. Um, in daring to be great and more importantly in daring to dream, George achieved his lofty and seemingly far-fetched goal. He never got into a ring with Tyson, uh, but he fought for the title on two separate occasions, losing admirably on points to Evander Holyfield in April of 1991. And as we all know, Holyfield became being a fighter who had gone to uh, TKO Mike Tyson and then realizing uh, George's dream in the 10th round against Michael Moore in November of 1994. World Boxing, in its report on the Zuski fight, said only the former champion's left jab had remained from his prime years. As it turned out, George had a lot more left than just that. Um, a little mention should go out to Zuski. After losing to Foreman, the then 33-year-old from Brockton uh, fought on for, 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 for a further four years, winning six and losing six. One of the fighters he met and went the distance with during his time was 11-0 bomber named Tommy Morrison. Though he lost to all the name fighters he met, including Tyson, who stopped him in the third round a year before he met Foreman, Zoski was one tough guy. Today, his best known as the, the man a living legend chose as his first comeback foe. You'll see Zoski played by Barry Hanley in the forthcoming movie, as I said, titled Big George Foreman, out next month. Well, boxing fans, there you go. There's all the news to print today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Warren, Cedric Ben for their show, Knuckle Up. Thank you.